0: What is? End of the year. Last episode of twenty twenty two. We hit fifty three. Fifty three episodes? It calls for a drink.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree.
0: <laughs> we gotta make that happen. I, I owe you a drink from the two weeks ago. I forgot. I forgot which fight I called wrong. I've called so many of them wrong. <laughs> I probably owe you no like way. enough uh liquor to melt your liver to the next uh <laughs> to the next dimension.
1: <laughs> We're just gonna end up buying each other the drinks anyway.
0: Bucket. yeah yeah uh, that, that there you go put it on my tab put it on my tab <laughs> how's your how's your holiday been man
1: oh dude it was awesome man i think this had to probably be one of the better holidays only because it was so much easier than the past you know in the past especially prior to covid you know we'd always have to go to a family party or mm-hmm. like uh convoy the kids to go places and whatnot and um when you do have kids it, you just get an influx of just garbage like a lot of yeah <laughs> like toys and amazon boxes and whatnot so this year was real simple kids didn't get an over surplus of presents because my kids man they they get too much shit, and i'm sorry like yeah and i then, don't and then you have
0: I'm to like store it somewhere in your house,
1: in your house. <laughs> you should see outside my office right now it looks like a, a toy tornado because they just they just they're just tornadoes.
0: You, you know what I do to my buddy? Like, um, I'm godfather to a son, and sometimes what I purposely do is I buy, I used to buy them, uh, the the kids, toys that would purposely cause hell at the house, <laughs> just to fuck <laughs> with my friend. So I think one time I bought them both like uh, toy swords because I purposely wanted oh, them yeah, to like yeah. get into a, to, to fights in the house and mess things up. I think another time, oh, I think uh, two years ago I bought them both boxing gloves because <laughs> i wanted weird. to start oh slugging it out in the living room but i actually I, that was also just because i know my you know my buddy shout out ray uh you know he's a martial artist a long t- lifetime martial artist and his uh kids are getting into they train in judo and in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah. he wants them to start getting into striking pretty soon as well so this was our our way of trying to ease them into the striking thing. And, and they like it. Sometimes they like putting on the gloves and hitting the pads with, with the old man over there. So I like, shout out yeah. to Kyber and Cade, you young men. Like, <laughs> make sure you keep your hands up. Protect your brains. <laughs> Don't be like Uncle Carlo, my, <laughs> blocking their, with his face.
1: How <laughs> uh, was your holiday?
0: Dude, it was, it was super chill. Uh, one of those things you find when... You, know, you teach martial arts for a living is that you You really appreciate downtime. And yeah. I'll, I'll admit, last Friday night, uh, the 23rd, there was a little bit of uh, fear of missing out that I was suffering from. I was thinking, I, I, sh- I should be out. I should be going out somewhere or something. But I just wanted to chill at home. And that's <laughs> that's essentially what I did all weekend. It was just like I just like stared at my wall. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh shout out to um some of the students at Hapkido USA who gave uh the instructors, you know, boxes of chocolates, gift cards to Starbucks. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, what, shout was, out what, was, the
0: cool, what was the coolest thing you got um uh for Christmas, Sean? You get anything cool or you just get sure. dad gifts like
1: yeah. socks and underwear? Socks, dude. Like I I'm a, I'm a sock freak. Anytime I travel anywhere, where, whether it's like Tahoe or like on a plane or something, I have to have hella socks. Man, like we're like old men. We sound like an old I man. I, <laughs> I, I, appreciate like I, like I appreciate socks too.
0: I appreciate socks too. I always appreciate a good new pair. Damn, like I'm all thinking about socks. Like, damn, I should buy some socks. <laughs> <laughs> were you able to get any uh, training in during this holiday break?
1: I did, man. I actually trained once last week, and then actually trained actually trained twice last week, and then uh, uh, once tonight. Actually, I just got back from training.
0: Damn, it was you. actually
1: really good. Uh, everyone's getting ready for this tournament at the end of January, the Jiu-Jitsu World League, of course, out in Stockton. So um, you,
0: there's not like a lot of super downtime with your team. You guys are even the t- using this uh, not. Uh, not getting uh, fat and out of shape during this holiday break. You guys just staying at it, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, Travis says we were having a conversation earlier uh, tonight and he had said that he, I mean, I don't know. Obviously he doesn't listen to this podcast, but he said that Jiu-Jitsu world league had more of a buzz, has more of like a crowd buzz than the actual Nogi world had. He was comparing the two. And he thinks that Jiu-Jitsu World League is going to be the, the next big, big thing in Jujitsu. jitsu well,
0: well, you know, one thing you could say about Jujitsu jitsu World League is that they're consistently putting on events. So it's something that schools and students can depend on. And uh, I think one of the rules they have there is that if the division is super small, like if there's like three people in a division, hmm. don't they guarantee you like two matches? Like they're going to make you do a round robin. And... If you're gonna pay paying ninety bucks or hundred twenty bucks, I I forget how much the registration fee is nowadays. Like you want to have as many matches as possible to get that experience. And so and they're getting a good reputation for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um not only that, they they throw pretty much a show every month nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and that's
0: what I mean. Like you it's something that like schools and students can depend on. They know like every two, every three months, here's Jiu Jitsu World League. This is something we could we could gear up for rev up to make a yeah. make it a focus um something that could help you get ready for other big tournaments as well so is that um so you're not making your comeback for this one this jiu jitsu <laughs> world league right but there's one uh, you know, uh, sometime know. next year you going come on my Sean, wife, uh, stop uh, my waffling wife actually asked
1: me about it today she was like cuz i told i told her that we were talking about jiu jitsu world league and uh, she was like, "Oh, are you, is this the one that you're going to be doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I don't know." At first, I was like, "I don't know if it's too soon. I don't know if my weight's okay. I haven't even." Plus, you don't want to
0: drive two hours to Stockton.
1: That's the <laughs> fucking thing, man. Like, I keep, I keep saying, "Hey, too early." I know you don't listen to this fucking podcast, but dude, come back to the city. I know it's fucking expensive, but I have a feeling you guys can still do it out here. But I know it's expensive. That's the problem.
0: Do it. Do don't it underground. Show. Do it, quote unquote, unsanctioned. Where a dragon house? Don't, right. don't, don't get like a what do you call it? Don't get liability insurance. Make sure there are no EMTs or paramedics that you have to pay for there. Everyone
1: <laughs> Just, has to bring their own proof of insurance. Everyone has.
0: Everyone has to bring their own EMT and paramedic. How about that? That'll cut the costs way down. <laughs> Come on, you got to you. Everything. You got to figure like every Jiu-Jitsu school has at least one medical specialist um yeah like that like attends it takes class like a nurse or something but uh all right dude that's good to hear i've done zero training i've done that's zero okay. training and i love it
1: here. he needs to train
0: well I'm, I'm back at it uh tomorrow i'll be hooking linking up with uh matt uh, my guys matt and ray over at um in the east bay and then uh Going uh, so this is getting some Muay Thai in, and also we'll, I'm gonna see about hitting up one of our open mats. So I have got Cauhado Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, one of these, one of these days. Hopefully, uh, if anyone from Kohaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is listening, if anyone wants to open up on Friday morning, I'm I'm around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so make it happen. <laughs> but I don't want to be in charge of it. I don't want to be the one opening up. I want someone else to open
1: up. <laughs> Are you gonna be doing anything for New Year's this year?
0: Ah, uh, you know, I gotta be honest. Uh, I got hit up by uh, one of my old uh, my my friend and my Muay Thai coach Armando, who owns Somar Bar in Oakland, and he yeah. he asked yeah. if I wanted to bartend New Year's Eve, wow. and I was and I told him I said, "Oh man, that sounds like so much fun." But but much like uh, martial arts, bartending requires some muscle memory. I just got. I told them, like bartending wise, I'm out of shape. Like, like I know how to oh. make everything, but to get the 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 arms to move automatically, especially in a fast paced environment, yeah. I don't know if I would do very well. So, so I, what what I bowed out. But, da- but dang, it sounded sounds fun though. What's up? What, what kid, did you ask?
1: What are fucking What are kids now? What are they drinking nowadays? I mean, I know that a lot of kids are still drinking Hennessy. I know that. um the younger generation I, I don't know you know they're into white claws or they're into all this other yeah, shit like, like
0: cider's the- hard seltzers uh i you know people still drink ipas uh you know like somar actually doesn't do a lot of club drinks they do a lot of classic drinks so old fashions sure. manhattans uh but again these are drinks i haven't really had to pour in a fast pace um let it rip environment in two years so and i i, I think uh, working in new year's eve would be uh, diving into the deep end and uh i'll I'd, I'd make my fellow bartenders unhappy working so slow so um but the last time i worked new year's eve actually was uh 2019 into 2020 over at somar uh, so shout out Manafair, shout out samantha uh, we had a great time that night so uh so all you uh Night industry folks, DJs, bartenders, waiters, uh, security—you guys working uh, on New Year's Eve? Uh, have a safe night. Have a good time. Good luck. Uh, make yes. that money. <laughs> There's a lot of money to be make made on New money. Year's Eve for these night industry for these night industry folk. So, especially uh, with
1: like COVID like coming up or like kind of lift. Well, it's actually kind of rampant right now, but
0: yeah, people so it's are still be partying though. There are people that will be partying. So it will be interesting. I think people, at least here in the Bay Area, people are very respectful. Uh, no one's going to do anything stupid. So, that, so that's good. Love so, Oakland, by the way. Yeah, Oakland, Oakland's a great town to party in, man. Like, great, great DJ vibe. scene out there. Uh, so, end of year. Uh, so what we want to do for this episode... What is this? You said episode 53, right?
1: 53.
0: We want to do kind of our own little end of year awards kind of like this guy yeah. corny shit that you always see these retrospective stuff, but it's our first time doing it. So we're excited about it. Um, I've gotten some feedback from people, from friends of ours, some loyal listeners about what their thoughts on their favorite fights, uh, of the year. So I will, I'll be ready to shout them out, but let's get started. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get, get started. started with one of the first topics, um, that you brought up, Sean, uh, male fighter of the year for 2022 Mm. who who did you have in mind for this one
1: i think this year was and i'm gonna sound like a broken record probably but i'm gonna say alex Pereira. uh for him to come into the ufc win a few fights literally win a few fights i think
0: literally won two fights and then got and then won the
1: title (laughs) ended up fighting for the title when no one thought it was going to happen but you know, who else was is he gonna fight? And Alex ended up having his number uh, in the end. But I'm gonna say Alex Pereira wins the mighty beast fighter of the year from Sean Pierre.
0: I'm gonna absolutely agree with that. And for the same reasons that that you listed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add that Alex Pereira did his job. You know, you could matchmake for him to make it so make him look good but he he still has to go in there and win those fights and yeah. win them impressively so that people are fascinated and will pay money to see him uh fight Israel Adesanya and make that fight happen and he did so he did his part and he and he won the title so I agree with that um for for my money Alex Pereira uh male fighter of the year 2022 why don't we jump to the to the female fighter for twenty twenty two. Who who are you looking at as your uh female fighter of twenty twenty
1: two? Um for female fighter of the year, I'm gonna go with Willie Zhang only because Ooh, okay. she uh had two big huge wins this year. Uh once uh one going against uh the former champion Yoana Young jcheck finishes her goes into a title fight against uh Carla Sparza who Yoana Young jcheck ended up beating um during her first title reign and uh finishes Carla Sparza in pretty you know remarkable fashion. Uh she you know is representing a whole country on her back and and you know, she was also she she lost it and she ended up getting it back. So I'm gonna give it to Whaley Zhang, uh Mighty Beast, female Fighter of the Year.
0: I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go to the PfL and I'm gonna give ooh, my female ooh. Fighter of the Year Uh, Award to uh, Larissa Pacheco, uh, the PFL Women's Lightweight Champion and winner of the million dollars. Uh, You know, not only do you have to win your fights tournament style, but she ended up in the final, she had to face Kayla Harrison, who had her number of two previous times. And and she pulled out the, the upset victory decision in the final PFL event of the year. And you could argue, oh, I argue like you know, like Larissa Pacheco had her life changed by by winning that. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna give my female fighter of the year to award to Miss Larissa Pacheco. Uh, we'll see what 2023 has in store for her. Yeah. Now, Sean, you're much better at this than I am. I have to admit, uh, but you wanted to shout out like uh, the um, male and female newcomers of 2022. Who who did you who did you want to put a spotlight on? that were newcomers, there new rising stars we got to look out for that uh, that caught your attention in twenty
1: twenty two. I mean, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be a fan if I didn't say uh, Rosas Junior. Obviously, but uh, you know you basic simp. I'm just
0: kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm giving you I'm giving you shit, dude. Sorry. I'm
1: gonna say Patty the Batty,
0: dude. Really? Yeah. Is man. he okay? So you so you think this was the year where he really arrived.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh you know like he was he had fought in London uh that I think was it like his first fight or something like that. But I think that was when Molly McCann I don't know if that was his first fight, but
0: Yeah, it wasn't his uh, first fight, but it was like a it was a kind of it was like a featured fought bout, yeah, yeah. wasn't like, it?
1: He, he you know he didn't even headline the card he was he was the most popular fighter on the card.
0: people were talking about him wondering yeah. well, like what type of performance he was going to uh give and was he going to show out and he did on that card i
1: remember that and look at him he's already a millionaire man like he's he has that connor-esque uh you know mystique about him where you know he's filled with his own self-confidence and you know that's what makes him him and he's gonna ride that until until <laughs> you can he argue he's
0: full ball. of a lot of other things too. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know, he's he's doing a lot of it, like he's doing a lot of it just because he has that platform, he has the attention, he has to be that guy while he has that type of spotlight. And I think he realizes that, you know, he he's not gonna be fighting for, you know, very long. Like he's already uh, making more money than a lot of like ninety percent of all the fighters in the in the in the freaking
0: and as a result of that, there are going to be a lot of uh, other up and coming fighters that are going to, yeah. have to focus their their um, their scopes on on Patty's head. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what twenty twenty three has in store for that guy. W- were there any female fighters that rose up through yeah. the ranks in twenty twenty two that caught your eye that you think we we need to keep our eye on for twenty twenty
1: three, Sean? Yeah, God, I wish. I freaking forgot her first name, but her last name was Yaragui. She just fought, I think, uh, just recently, her and this other fighter, they put on a really good show. I think she has a lot of potential to go far in that division. I don't know if it was 115 or 125, one of those, but um, I'm going to go with her. Uh, Notable mention, I'd probably say... No, no, he's no looking wins, at but, he
0: right now. Yeah. Just, just so you, you guys can't pieces, see. Not winning. Yeah, yeah. If, all, I was about to say they're Sean's only. He's just scrolling his Instagram feed, to looking at who's the hottest one here, and then just saying, "Yeah, this person's not winning." Uh, person. just not winning. <laughs> yeah, not, well, so. yeah, as an aside, then Sean, who is who is your? Okay, we're getting really like fucking in the the sewer over here but who is your dime piece of the year, MMA? Piece of the year? Oh, yeah. your mma dime piece of the year god,
1: you know, i'm still gonna go with
0: he's gonna say sean o'malley
1: <laughs> man
0: he likes That's that punk rock look
1: you don't have off, to answer right now okay I'll off look, the I'll top of your head
0: Cortez for the year. It's such an easy answer man you're so easy dude I support that. god I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you uh, fight uh, Brian Ortega for the rights to be able to follow Tracy's uh, Instagram good. account, bro. <laughs> you ready? You ready to fight Brian Ortega?
1: <laughs> you know, to get, yeah, to get to Tracy, why not? <laughs> All right. Hey, so man, let's I survive.
0: You know, uh, hey, you know, I believe in you. Okay, you're you're a brown belt, bro. You're a brown belt. I believe in you, and you're gonna get your black belt in a year. Yep. I could just, I could see it. I could, I could sense it. That's the goal. All right. But all right, so 2022, there have been a ton of great fights in MMA. What is your 2022 fight of the year?
1: Fight of the year. Fuck. I'm going to have you go first.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm going to go to the other side of the world. I'm going to go on to one on Prime Video, for Christian Lee versus Cameron Abasov. Uh. This is the fight that, that Christian Lee become double champ. He moved up in weight. He almost got finished in the first round. He ended yeah. up finishing Abbasov in the fourth round. So it had high drama at the beginning of the fight and the end of the fight. And so I want to highlight Christian Lee versus Abbasov from uh, nice. from earlier this year. And, and let um, honorable mention... Uh, My boy, uh, Anthony, one of my teammates in jiu-jitsu and one of my students in Muay Thai, follow him on Instagram, guys, Anthony Wonton. Uh, he says that his fight of the year, it was Teixeira versus uh, Frazka uh, from UFC 275. And I think like there are a lot of people that would agree with him on that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in the boxing realm, uh, my guy, Tavita, who lives out in Sacramento, He's a big boxing fan, and he th- he felt like his fights his fights of the year in boxing was uh, Devin Haney versus Cambosos, and Ooh. Haney dominated both of those fights. is just not fast enough for Haney, uh, so just but it just cemented Haney's place. How about you? How about you? Any, does that kind of stir any uh, ideas in and yeah, yeah, fight yeah. of the year for
1: you? I'm gonna go with Oliveira versus Gaethje for the vacant, oh lightweight title. Oh. That when, one had high uh, drama his too. Yeah. Wait. Charles Oliver misses weight, so it makes him ineligible to win that title. So he had to go out there, put on a motherfucking show. He gets fucking dropped by those yeah. fucking crazy hands by Justin Gaethje, But look what happens. Gets his fucking back. Justin Gaethje tries to get up. You know, he does really good at like kind of getting trying to get a wrestle up, but then he ends up getting deeper into the back take. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Charles Oliveira. Oh, that's that's Thanks. a good
0: one. That's a good one, because that kind of c- cemented that that had people talking about Charles Oliveira as he was a like, an, like an like an all time great that, with that type of performance. Dude, um, that so, type of fight. I, I'm, shoot,
1: I'm,
0: yeah, I I'm looking forward to see if he could make another um, serious run in 2023. Sure Hopefully, he gets yeah. a shot at it. What about? Knockout of the year, Ooh, knockout man. of 2022. I, I I have a feeling I know what the answer of this mm-hmm. this is from you, but because it's a an answer that I got from a lot of people that hit me up on social media, Hopkey One on Instagram, folks. uh But I'm I'm curious to hear what what your thoughts on so knockout out of the I, year.
1: I have actually have two. I'm gonna say I like it. Okay, of categories. I'm gonna say as far as like finesse and um, just. Technique and and luck. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with the Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, uh, front kick knockout. Oh, that's a good one. Good one, right? But then, that's four, a good, did you say luck? Did you say luck? <laughs> I mean, dude, how are you gonna fucking land that? You know, that's front kick tough, is The
0: first dude. kick you learn in martial arts, man. Come on. All right, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm not, not. I'm just giving you that. shit. I'm just giving you. Know, he's that not really this cool is true. That. No, you are absolutely right. That was that was something I don't think anybody. I don't think Tony practiced to defend against a front mm-hmm. kick to the face from, from a Michael Chandler. Champion. From a shorter guy. Yeah. All I mean, right, I, I one, like that one. That's a good answer.
1: Yeah, my second one just for, for like, for a championship and like for a belt, and for like all the marbles, It's got to be the Usman Edwards fight with the yeah. kick knockout in the last, like minute. That was just such high drama.
0: When Edwards was clearly losing.
1: For him yeah, to and- for him to have the same pop and for him to be able to finish him with a head kick, I mean it's hard enough to land a high kick to the face. Like and it didn't even look
0: it didn't even look desperate. It looked absolutely it controlled and technical and balanced. You know, that that was my answer for knockout of the year and was also the the answer that Anthony and Tavita uh said was their finish of the year. Um uh, off of social media, so thanks for that feedback guys we appreciate you that there like let's can I can we go on to uh kind of an offshoot of that what was your submission of the year
1: uh I'm gonna stick to oh man i'm gonna I'm gonna change mine mine was was gonna be the oliveira over uh Gaethje, uh mm-hmm. choke but yeah, because I'm gonna okay. change it. And right. I'm gonna say Whaley Zhang over Carlos oh. Sparza because Carlos Sparza was was supposed to be the better grappler and yeah. for Whaley Zang to, to go into a crucifix and finish her with that crucifix. Yeah. Joke, that's yeah, fucking Yeah, that's weird.
0: right. Oh dude, like I forgot about that. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That one
1: is that was fucking mm-hmm.
0: nuts. Yeah. So mine is from we go back to Bellator two eighty one, mm-hmm. Jesse Ankamp buggy chokes Lemminger. And it's was- it's one of those things where you in professor professional grappling and in jiu-jitsu, every year there's always some new kind of flashy finishing move that kind of takes the grappling world by storm. But then the real test is and the real question people will always ask is well, will that even work in a real fight? Will that work in MMA? And yeah. that just, it, it, that fight answered it. it, it, it fucking yeah. buggy choked the guy. So big ups to uh end Camp for making that happen. Uh, I think I want to honorable mention a couple of other finishes if I can. Yeah. Um, if we go back to one on Prime, and this is a Muay Thai fight Nong O versus Liam Harrison. Nong O. F- Stops Liam Harrison with, a, with devastating leg kicks, and just you don't see that super often at the highest levels, but it just showed like the power that Nongo has, and if you stop Liam Harrison and damage his leg like that, you're you're fucking serious business, and yeah. when, what I think is the move of the year, um. If we go to UFC Orlando, Roman Delice versus Jack Hermanson. Roman Delice is underneath Hermanson, goes for this kind of inverted triangle. Hermanson shakes out. Delice rolls over, gets a calf crusher position puts her manson on his stomach while still holding the calf crusher position and TK owes <laughs> him out from that. That is the probably one of the coolest finishes I've seen in MMA in years. So shout out to Delize.
1: That shit had like all jujitsu enthusiasts, especially Tenth Planet guys. They were, oh they probably like they all creaming crazy. in their spats. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, oh God did you see all, that those,
0: shit? all those board shorts have to go into the laundry that same night. <laughs>
1: Ooh, it smells like Clorox in it. <laughs> um, what about then, um the main event of the year? How about Yeah, that?
0: what, what do, I want your thoughts on this? There's like there there were yeah. a lot and my, my problem with this for me, my my struggle with this is that I'll suffer from recency bias. So oh, I'll look whatever at whatever was the best. Like, yeah, like I'll well I'll like look at point. the most recent event and like from top to bottom, it's like, Oh, it seemed like a lot of action. I'm I'm for sure I'm gonna forget great events from earlier in the year but is there an event in particular this year that stood out to you sean
1: yeah i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with that one championship card was
0: that the one on prime video four the yeah, one headlined by cool. lee and abisoff
1: yeah i'm gonna go with it's a toss-up between that and then that one that was recent with when uh the ufc where uh, patty fought recently and uh, there was like ten finishes, there were short tunes and then the main event Oh and then Big the Goliath. main event
0: and the co main event were like a judge. Yeah, there was shitty decision. Okay. Everyone. That's a, that's a then, good one.
1: Uh, <laughs> and then there was another UFC where man, it was just I think maybe that that early early UFC London card was pretty damn good.
0: I'm gonna go with the finals this past November or the PFL. You had That's a good one like 6 essentially 6 championship fights and everybody showed out. I thought everybody showed out. I thought you saw a number of fighters that overperformed in a sense they fought better than they actually are but they had to do it in order to win their fights cuz they were underdogs going in. Yeah, um, there were a couple That's of uh, There were a couple of fighters that proved me wrong, some strikers that I thought would absolutely get man like handled in the grappling that actually did much better than i thought uh and so like there was just a bunch of surprises for me on that card so i am going to say the the PFL championships from this past november will be my mma event of the year very what cool. what about what's your favorite uh on the mic moment of the year that's martial arts related <laughs> combat sports related
1: um I'm gonna say when when Lee won that second belt Mm, on 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 one championship on Prime I think what got me the most was like he you saw in his face like he knew he was in a fucking in a really tough fucking fight, and, yeah, he and,
0: was gonna have to fucking dig in to get that win.
1: Yeah, and for him to pull it off, and for him to kind of just be like those, that family, man. Like, like I said before, man, I didn't really, I wasn't really too keen over the the Lees, except for Angela because she's super hot or whatever, right? But they <laughs> keep getting better. So basic. And I doubted <laughs> Christian Lee for for the longest time, and he pulls off that win and wins champ champ status in a fucking higher weight class. How can mm. you fucking doubt that fucking family, man? Like they got, they're already fucking fighting at like 14 years old. Like they've already had like amateur fights and it's like,
0: man. I, I do remember, remember that. Yeah. That post fight interview was very emotional for him. It was. Uh, man. And it, so
1: that. I, it got everybody. Out. Man, what a fucking crazy.
0: Turn of events. Uh, my favorite on the mic moment was a recent one. And again, this might be my recency bias, but this is, we, like weeks ago, we talked about how Patty Pimblet won that that controversial, I would say, yeah. uh, uh, split decision against Jerry Gordon. And, you know, one of the things that you get to do as the winner is you get to go up to the ESPN post fight show and talk to the analysts at the desk. One of the analysts is a former bantamweight champion, Dominic Cruz. And basically, Dominic Cruz, while interfering Patty in a very classy and clinical way, essentially told Patty that that he thought he lost that fight clearly. <laughs> <laughs> <It> just... <laughs>
1: He did in a good way. Though. He
0: said it right to his face. But well, he did and in a good way. Though. He did it. He was very classy about it, and Patty actually answered it very classily as well. He didn't get super defensive about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he answered very matter of fact. But I just thought that was super. Dominic Cruz is a real one for 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 saying that right to a fighter's face, and I like it. I, I so that that's yeah. the that's the moment the on the mic moment that that stood out uh, to me. Um, from this past year. <laughs> nice. Um uh let's look forward a little bit to um 2023. This could, this will be kind of a quick one. But what oh. fight do you want to see in 2023 materialize? And I'm not talking about ones Ooh. that you know that are going to happen, that have already been signed uh, or just right in the pipeline that are obvious. I want I want to know like your like MMA fight wet dream for 2023 Sean.
1: I want details. <laughs> what are they wearing? <laughs> one fight I really want to see is I want to see I want to see what Whaley Zen can do at 125. I want to see okay. her. moving up see in weight. Right. Maybe one fight in in that weight class and then fighting for the title against Shevchenko specifically. Yeah, because no no one else is fucking with Shevchenko. Might as well throw everyone. I don't know, man.
0: At Flyweight, some of these women coming up at Flyweight, I think it'd give Shevchenko, like, some problems. There's some strong women coming up there. But I I like the call. I think stylistically it'd be a fascinating fight. Um,
1: I think that would take the women's division into, like, because you know how in, in one, you know, you got Stamp, you got, like, you got Angela Lee who used to be a champ champ then you got uh all these Muay Thai fighters it's you, you kind of need that group of like really good female fighters and i think that type of fight would put a lot of shine on both of those weight classes i mean it is already i mean that w- those two weight classes are pretty fire um but you don't see a lot of finishes that's the thing though well, they're two. all in
0: great shape, and they all have such good technique. It's hard, yeah. but uh, that's a good answer. That's that's a that's a good answer. Uh, the dream. Well, I maybe I, maybe maybe I'm the only one that really wants to see this as much as. But they can even do it at a catch weight. But I would. I'm so curious to see what what would happen if you matched up your boy, Hamzat Shamaev mm-hmm. versus Colby Covington. They could they could yeah. do this at like one seventy five, dude. You know, just understand. do it at catch weight. Like I he's don't know if Hamzat not- could make one seventy anymore, but uh, I w- I w- I just want to see, like, can Hamzat match the motor of Colby Covington, that consistent engine yeah. that Covington has, and can Hamzat, can Hamzat like use his wrestling to dominate because. Colby is not a slouch when it comes to wrestling either. I don't, I don't know if I, would see Colby getting tossed around as easily, uh, like the way yeah. Kamzad has done to his previous opponents. So I, I, I'd, I'd love to see That's that great. fight be made. Um, it's a great fucking fight. Uh, honorable mention, and again, I want to shout out uh, my boy Anthony Wantong. Uh, he said he finally wants to see John Jones versus Francis Ngannou just finally yeah. go down. I mean, and I and I have to agree with Anthony. I mean, if that fight does not happen this year, all the juice and all go. the interest will die down too much. And by that time, also, you're like those fighters will are past the kind of physical window where something like that would be actually interesting. You yeah. you got to do it before these guys age out. <laughs> I think twenty twenty three is good a time as any.
1: Why can't they just put something in the contract? And say, hey, you know what? let's just get juicy. Let's get juicy like cowboy. And let's, let's freaking, <laughs> let's just say, Hey, we're juicing. Let's sign a waiver. Let's go fucking. We're going to,
0: we're going to fight in Antarctica where there's no athletic commission to test yeah. us.
1: <laughs> Instead of weight class, it's testosterone count. You know, it's like, okay, your test testosterone has to be a certain amount before you fight.
0: You're allowed to yeah. have whatever beverages in the corners you want. So as much energy <laughs> yeah. drink, Red Bull, Monster, whatever Workforced, between rounds. You know, uh ketamine. What do you got? <laughs> <and laughs> asthma medicine between <laughs> rounds to help you breathe. <laughs> Happy Oh balanced. man, mm-hmm. I. So I, that that'll be that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So I think I think that was a good answer. Uh, you know, guys, the. The lines are still open, so hit us up on our social media. I'm, I'm at yes, Hopkey yes. One. Let us know what fights, what matchups you want to see, in, in MMA, and not just that. Like, what do you what do you also want to see in other combat sports? What do you want to see in boxing? Like, Ooh. like for me, for boxing, I is Errol Spence Terrence Crawford ever gonna happen? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, no. I'm I'm pessimistic. This earlier this year, I was very optimistic. Now I'm I'm very pessimistic. Uh, are we gonna see? see Gordon Ryan still rip through uh, professional grappling and dominate, mm-hmm. or is somebody yep. f- going to get his number? Uh, I'm. I mean, what do you guys want to see? Let us know, please.
1: You know what I want to see? We
0: need content. <laughs> what do you want to see, Sean?
1: I want to see the matchup, you know, that was one of my dream matchups when I was younger also. I've always wanted to see Van Damme versus... Chris, uh like uh Steven Seagal
0: Oh right now Van Damme would win. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I I think Van Damme is on like isn't he like I'm like, don't don't take me to court over this, but I'm imagining that Van Damme is still working out and maybe taking some supplements to help those workouts. Whereas Steven Seagal does not look look like the only supplement, the only supplements Steven Seagal looks like he's taking is like an extra serving of ham and cheese and pizza. (laughs) I don't know, but uh,
1: (laughs) it looks like he's been eating fucking like straight up chocolate cookies, not even chocolate chip cookies, just straight up chocolate
0: cookies. He's eaten something in, uh, in van damme's weight (laughs) so 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 right now right now van damme takes steven seagal i'm sorry to break it to
1: you guys steven seagal has been eating cheesesteaks every day
0: good for him hey just retire man you're tired you had a good career in the mid early 90s with your movies buddy what about when he wears (laughs)
1: like the 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 yellow tint safety glasses that shit drives me fucking nuts bro
0: i don't even watch him that closely i don't even know what you're talking about (laughs) But That's someone funny. here is Steven Seagal, president of the Steven Seagal fan club. So, uh,
1: yeah, until I seen him guys, run and uh, hit,
0: hit up Sean and tell us, tell him, not me, leave me out of it, but tell Sean what your favorite Steven Seagal moment yes, of your please. life is. So just you know, hit, mine, him up on, hit him up on his social media. <laughs> Apparently, is this is really keeping him up at night in <laughs> Running anywhere, any of his yes. movies, any of those running stuff. <laughs> So the year, we had our kind of year retrospective. We kind of looked forward to 2023, but the year yeah. is not done. There's one more big MMA event of the year, and it's oh, shit. Uh, the Mixed Wait. Card in in Japan at the Saitama Super Arena in Japan. <clears throat> I, I, I'm Sorry, I, I said Japan already. Bellator versus Ryzen. Uh, it's basically Bellator's champions versus Ryzen champions, Ryzen's champions. It's gonna be interesting because it's in 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 Ryzen's yard. They're gonna have these MMA fights under the unified rules, but it's gonna be in a ring, so not in a cage, which I think will come into play with some of these matchups. So, do you want to kind of go through the breakdown real fast, Sean? Yeah, dude. All right, so yeah, I can't wait. You you could stream it after it airs. (laughs) Well, it's funny, it's. Like, I don't think you could watch it live anywhere in the United States. I think it's gonna show, and then they'll, and then they'll air it on a delay on Showtime. So if you're really, really anti-spoiler, you gotta avoid social media that morning, guys. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the the lightweight main event is uh, their champion Roberta Souza versus AJ McKee. Uh, this one's going to be this one's going to be interesting because both of these guys are submission specialists. Yeah. Uh, Souza has more submission attacks off of his back, or or AJ McKee likes attacking the the head and neck. Um, I think AJ McKee has more more power in his left hand than yeah. Souza does with his strikes. But they both have takedowns. The fact that it's in a ring, I wonder if that's going to affect AJ McKee's approach. Uh, because he's been known to grind people up against the fence here in the states when fighting in a cage, uh, but I, I, I'm gonna give the, the, the nod. I'm gonna pick AJ, AJ McKee for this one simply because of the power differential. I think he's got a little right. bit more, more power, um, and I, I just don't think he's gonna be as sloppy as some of Roberto Souza's opponents have been when, when inside of his guard. I feel like. Souza's been able to to capitalize on a lot of his opponents being over anxious inside of his guard, and he's been able to slap on triangles. But but man, if you if you make this mistake against Souza, you got to watch out. He'll he's he's got triangle chokes and arm bars for yeah. days. But I'm gonna go with AJ McKee on this one.
1: I'm gonna be weary only because I feel like AJ McKee he's fought the better opposition. If you mm-hmm. look at uh, Souza's record you know you can't really recognize any of the names on there besides johnny case uh, aj mckee beat you know submitted one of the pitbull brothers which is amazing yeah. the only thing is the only thing i'm worried about is D'Souza. Uh, just on his stats right here it says he fights around fights at and around 170 so aj mckee coming from featherweight and then moving up to lightweight uh recently so i don't mm-hmm. know Ah, uh, the pick. size I difference. Yeah, that's interesting. McKee. But um, interesting. I'm still gonna go with AJ McKee because of his resume. But don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Like, don't I might get that don't, don't, don't it. bet.
0: Don't make your bets based on what we just said, guys. Is yeah. what he's trying to say. <laughs> exactly. How about the next one? The, the featherweight bout between Cleber koiki versus uh, Patricio. You are speaking about the Pitbull brothers, Patricio yeah. Pitbull. Um, this is gonna be kind of a typical, not a typical striker versus grappler, but koiki is mostly a grappler. Like this guy is not trying to trade with anybody and you definitely don't want to trade with Patricio Pitbull because when no. we talk about Patricio, he's a power striker. Um, but Patricio is now slouch on the ground too. He's got a really strong guillotine choke and he is explosive. But in the clinch and in the on the ground, if you make a mistake against koiki that guy does not... Uh, he capitalizes on grappling mistakes. You cannot make a mistake against him. And he's yeah. he's one of those guys who's so confident in his grappling. He'll pull guard. He's pulled guard in his fights. Uh, what do you think about this one, Sean?
1: You know, this guy, I'm just looking at this. Koiki, uh, he's actually, he fought Mateus Gamera back in 2008. Yeah, that's right. And then I'm losing that. But, um, man, I think... Anyone that goes against one of the uh, the Pitbull brothers, including A.J. McKee, because AJ McKee ended up losing that weird decision to uh pitbull their last meeting, um, you know, you can't really bet against them. He's packed full of power, he's you know, he has proven. I think he has more weights to win uh over uh Koiki, so I'm gonna go with uh the pitbull.
0: All right, I like it. Um at flyweight, Hiromasa Ogikubo Versus Kyoji Horiguchi.
1: Dude, you
0: this, got that now. This though. one, i say five years of Japanese, bro. Um, this one's going to be interesting because they they both they both can wrestle. Uh, Oigikubo really wants the takedown, though. He really chases the takedown, whereas Horiguchi is more of a combination striker. And if the takedown's there, he'll take it. But he doesn't really focus on it. Um, but he's more of a combination striker, uh, I think because that this is going to be inside of a smaller ring. This might be uh, Oogi Kubo's advantage here, and so I think I'm going to go with with uh, the Ryzen fighter Ooh. for this one. Just simply because it's a smaller smaller ring, I think he's going to be able to kind of trap Horiguchi. Now Horiguchi with the combination strikes, you know, he could. He could put he could put Ogi Kubo down. Um, it's going to be a close one. This one's this one's is is interesting to me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Ogi Kubo.
1: Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Koji Horiguchi only because I've been a fan of his for a while. Uh, th- this is actually a rematch. I
0: remember you used to shout it. I used to shout him out a lot. Yeah. Oh, they used they fought before.
1: They oh, fought in 2018. Interesting. Where um, I guess. Horiguchi took a unanimous decision. Uh, that, but I mean, that's a long time ago. Um, but was
0: that in? Oh, I th- was that in a, a cage though? In, in Bellator?
1: That's a good. That's a good question. It was actually Ryzen Saitama. It's like it's. Oh, it was. Oh,
0: a second one. Uh, see, I, so that. So this one, I'm thinking Ogikubo is going to want revenge. So he might be coming yeah, in, be hard. really disciplined about trying to chase that takedown. And that's what and I right would
1: now, do. Yeah, and right now isn't Koji. Gucci isn't he? Like a really big name right now. I think because he had a, f- a couple of fights where he had some crazy finishes recently. And, you know, both of these guys are really ugly. I mean, their freaking ears are so... They look like... <laughs> 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 and so, this is... And None this is the way winning, you uh, want to uh,
0: examine fighters, guys. Yeah. Look at their attractiveness. I don't know if we're gonna be winning
1: uh, Mister
0: Wonderful pageant. How so. ugly or attractive are their tattoos? Are their shorts really tight or not? These are things you need to yeah. look for in a fighter, guys.
1: Oh, shorts.
0: Yeah. Oh, any <laughs> any other uh, fights on this particular card that you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I feel bad for whoever's fighting Juan Archuleta. I think it's a Korean, Su Chul Kim. I mean, one Arshileta's top yes, tier, yes, that's right. And poor guy has to fight that guy. Uh, but other than that, I... <laughs> hey, you, you gotta get, you gotta get paid. <laughs>
0: yeah, gotta get paid. <laughs> See, so let's 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 jump to news. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Derek Minner versus Nurdenbeek fight oh, and how suspicious that was. There was the fallout from that. Jeff Jeff Krause being uh, suspended gym. from the UFC, plus their entire I think their Glory MMA gym actually being no. uh, suspended from UFC, and now like UFC flyweight Jeff Bolina, who is one of Jeff Krause's fighters, uh, he's been suspended by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, oh, no. and now the FBI has got involved in exam in investigating the betting around the Minner Nordenbeek fight. Just a reminder for you guys what we're talking about. Derek Minner may have broken some rules in terms of not disclosing injuries going into that fight against Nordenbeek. And there was some suspicious betting that happened around that fight. Uh, all of a sudden, a, a bunch of money was uh, being put on Nordenbeek finishing the fight within the first round when he had never had a first round finish in his career. <laughs> and, so, and so it raised some flags. Um James too. Krause, the coach for Derek Minner, uh openly involved in uh, running uh this gambling uh this this gambling thing on Discord that he bragged about to Ariel Hawani and so now um, all these eyes pointed towards that entire his entire gym all of his fighters and so Shit. i think we said if, like a, a couple months ago like keep our eyes open on this situation because it's not going to end and it's going to involve more people and like I here agree. we are, Jeff yeah. Molina caught in the net. So we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what goes on. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it, <laughs> dude. But uh, but if we're hey, honestly, all of all of us who are who are not pros. Uh, you know, look, I'm not judging on any of you guys like gambling on these fights. But if you're involved in the event, fucking. Keep your noses clean, please. You're not doing anybody any favors, fucking, like, dirtying the waters. Um, In other news, former uh, UFC bantamweight contender Sarah McMahon, former uh, Olympic silver medalist in wrestling, uh, signed signed with Bellator. Uh, She's going to be fighting in their featherweight division. Uh, you know she's forty-two years old, but she she's talking about making a run at trying to fight cyborg and whatnot. I don't know if that's a great idea at forty-two, but what do I know? I'm not a pro. Yeah. So, but
1: I mean, look at <laughs> look at what uh, look at what what's her name? Gosh, what the hell was her name? Uh, she's a champ in Bellator now. She fought Ronda Rousey. what's
0: was her name? Oh, uh, um, no, uh, we, we just talked about her last week. Uh, oh shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Liz Carmouche, thank you. Liz Karmush, I mean, look what Liz Carmouche has been able to do. You know, you're,
0: that's true. Yeah, th- that's true. You know, true. Sarah
1: McMahon has, has good wrestling and she was training at Alpha Male for a little bit, but it's just too bad that she couldn't kind of adapt her wrestling the way, uh you know, like Khabib kind of adapts his wrestling. You know, he doesn't really know how to strike, so he gets it to the floor real quick and just pounds him out. I wish, you know, she was that type of fighter and, and, I think she has a pedigree of wrestling to become that, but you know, she's 42 years old. Not sure. She's going to be making her, I mean, she probably could make a run for the title. Cause it's, you know, they probably don't have anyone else. They, they probably
0: promised her something like, look, we're going to match you up with someone who's going to make you look good. That and then we're good. going to give you a featured yeah. bout where you can make some money. So, Hey, yeah. you know, get, get paid. You win, you win. Before we go into the kind of the last news item, is there anything else in the news that caught your eye before we talk yeah, about man. this next thing?
1: How about Sanshai coming back? Come, I mean, this guy's a fucking vampire, man.
0: Oh, Sanshai, uh, all time Muay Thai great, folks. If you don't know, guy, look him up on YouTube. He's, half his age, dude. It's fucking half crazy. his age and a head God, taller yeah. than him, and he knocks them out. It's crazy. He's got this. He's his like. I remember when I first saw him fight, like on online. And I thought, man, this guy's exciting, but he's got such an athletic style. There's no way it's going to age well. Well, I'm an idiot because he's just has this handful of techniques. And he's mastered the timing and when to execute these these techniques. It's the same same techniques almost every fight. And he pulls it off. Um, so, man, that guy's an all-time great. Yeah, Sanshine, you- man. Fuck.
1: Have you been watching any of this karate combat?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, One of uh, my, uh, my fighter, Matt, actually turned me on to one of the, the, the guys on there, uh, Gabriel Varga, who's got some, he has, he shows some techniques on his Instagram as well. So check it out. Some good stuff on there. And dude, Mm -hmm. Karate Combat's fun to watch.
1: Uh, I saw some, some, just uh, some Instagram profiles of some of the fighters. I think this dude named Erickson or something like that. Like uh, he's some Asian guy out. I think in california and and he kind of went famous or viral for uh some of the stuff he does on instagram where he's like kicking bags and people were claiming that his videos were uh, sped up or whatnot but i saw his i think he's like 2-0 in karate combat i saw i went through his i went through a deep dive onto his instagram but man that stuff is so
0: is he as fast
1: he is man like the guy's got some skill you know it's a more traditional style and uh he's pulling Mm -hmm. off some really crazy combos but uh, one of the yeah. things that I was wondering about is you can punch to the floor to a grounded. Yeah, approach.
0: you have a you have a certain amount of time that you can do it, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, That's yeah, crazy. so you could throw cer- certain. Yeah, certain throws are allowed and then you're allowed like basically essentially ground and pound for a certain amount of time. Um, and then I believe some of the other rules are something like you, you can't. You can't do straight kicks to the leg, but you could do round kicks to the calf. Mm-hmm. Like you could do round kicks below the knee, uh, and I, t- I forgot some of the other things. I have, to, I have to go into the the details with it. But I I like the rule set. It kind of it pushes the action, yeah. and it really awards it awards risk taking. So you see a lot of these fighters trying some of these spectacular spinning attacks that you don't see a lot in some of the other combat sports. Like and uh, uh, what do you think about the 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 fighting arena? They kind of fight in kind of this little pit it's thing, like a crew, not a ring, but... not a cage. Yeah, it's like an inside of like a, a crater. Yeah. <laughs> it's I kinda like cool. it be it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool.
1: There's like there's no cage to like put them up against. It's just like padding. Like that's, that's
0: yeah, you could that's... run up on the side of it yeah. a little bit because it's slanted. So it's it's cool. It it, can, it lets a lot of these um, fighters showcase their athleticism. Uh, so. It's a it's a fun format, so I, I like it. Maybe we should, I like it. I'll start, getting, start getting into we'll, it. we'll start we'll start getting more into it. Yeah. We'll start, start getting. I'm, I'm gonna throw you inside too. Throw you, Sean, <laughs> and Karate Combat. <laughs> so um, you know, I know this is a weird segue, but we would not be at MMA podcast if we did not mention and acknowledge that uh, the MMA world lost another yeah. uh person that helped pioneer. Uh, modern MMA as we know it, uh, Stefan Bonner, uh, gone at the age of 45. Yeah. Uh, it's this... Um, I mean, he'll forever be known for headlining the Ultimate Fighter season one finale on April 9, 2005 against Forrest Griffin. TV. That, that three-round war that many people credit for making the UFC and actually an actual money making business because before that before that show and before that finale uh, the UFC was hemorrhaging money and uh, they said that that show and specifically that fight with Forrest Griffin like saved the company and I think just laid the foundation the economic foundation for what we see in uh, modern MMA today Uh, you have a particular memory or um, regarding Stephen Bonner uh, Sean
1: you know I, i'm going to credit my first me- my favorite memory of his was you know that fi- cuz i followed the ultimate fighter when it when it came out i was just so intrigued by it i had watched ufc in the past and for it to come on a to to come back and be on a channel that that was actually when i, I was living in coma, and hmm. you know spike tv was one of the one of the channels and some uh, even in San Francisco, I think there was a point where you couldn't get certain channels, or you couldn't get Spike TV for a little bit. So I was lucky enough to be able to watch that fight, you know, live on TV, and uh, yeah, it it was cool because, you know, for me, I thought it was just a good scrap. I didn't think it was going to change the last the landscape of MMA like the way it did. And,
0: That's because you're yeah. a longtime fan. You, you, and I are both longtime fans. But when you look at it through the eyes of someone who maybe have never has never seen mixed martial arts before, maybe not so much of a combat sports fan. I remember watching it alongside my my brother, and my brother wasn't like a big MMA fan at the time. He, he was aware of the yeah. UFC, but he wasn't he didn't follow it. But this fight with Forrest Griffin. Like he gave it props. He was like, "Holy shit, this shit is dope." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you know, this sport is is awesome." And I mean, and and like, who who would have known th- that this would have been the result? of, uh, Like, what the UFC is today, just based on yeah. on what happened in that show. You know, and it it just it just goes to show, like you know, you could talk about working super hard and, uh, but. Sometimes it's just pure luck because I mean, I don't think you could have matched up a better pairing yeah. um yeah. for that finale than Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner because they're both gonna be in shape. They're both not known for being knockout artists. Yeah. So it's gonna be uh, So they were gonna go to distance, but they're gonna try and they were gonna scrap. And they both ha- and Forrest Griffin especially is known for having like a hell of a hell of a fighting motor. Um I was actually rooting for Stefan in that fight because uh, I remember he had like a, um, a traditional martial arts background yeah. before getting into professional fighting. So I was kind of rooting for him. He, I think he even threw a spinning heel kick at the end of the third round just for good measure. Yeah. Uh, so I'll always remember that. So, you know, our condolences to yeah. Stefan Bonner's family and all the, all, the, all of his friends that miss him. I know um, the past couple of years haven't been easy for him. Um, he did a foray into pro wrestling as well. Um, and there have been other issues that were happening with them, but let's uh, not let's not speak uh, ill of the dead and only uh, try to celebrate the good things they brought into this world yeah. for right now.
1: You know, it's cool tidbit about Stefan Bonner. I heard that he had a child. Char- he, you know, he had some children. I don't know if he have children or he had he had a child, and mm. he actually named his son Forrest off of.
0: Oh, really? That.
1: So he has a son named
0: i didn't know that that is cool as hell you know what
1: i mean and and, you know that speaks to how mma changed his life you know like you know say what you say towards the end of his life you know you made a couple mistakes whatever but you know without him mma wouldn't be where it is today without him
0: yeah i don't think some of these guys will be making the kind of money they are now of course you know you know we hopefully there's more of that on the way um in the I mean, it laid a hell of a groundwork for what people would expect out of an Ultimate Fighter finale. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When some of the other finales the following seasons kind of didn't live up to, uh, Griffin versus Bonner, it was kind of like, "Oh, oh really?" <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind Are of, two a, gonna some the of it, it was kind of a high yeah. bar they set, those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ultimate Fighters come a long way though, so.
0: Yeah. I mean the production, the the quality of fighter, it's a it's a hell of a thing. So yeah, yeah rest in power, Stefan Bonner man. Hey, so what have you got going on for the rest of your week, dude? So New Year's, New Year's
1: Eve is coming up, guys. I think it's the weekend or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Saturday into Sunday. You know, I think we're my wife and I will probably hopefully have my parents take care of our kids. We're probably not gonna do anything crazy. We'll probably just go to a restaurant. Get pissed drunk and then have have sex in the school?
0: bathroom. No, I'm just there kidding. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just other kidding. than that, I mean, for the rest of the, I mean, I'm, I have a couple of projects that I need to be finished. But dude, what a fucking year. What about you, man? It's been.
0: Uh, I'm gonna try to get some training in this week, <laughs> so hopefully that that pans out. Uh, and then I gotta double check with uh, family in terms of specific new year's eve new year's day plans but i'm gonna try to make sure i hit uh some good training this week try to stay healthy um and i'm excited for the new year because um got some plans for our students to try to keep teaching some great classes for them and uh so let's go 2023 i'm ready i think i'm ready But not not don't go don't come over too soon. 2023. I, I am enjoying my vacation right now. I am enjoying. Don't, so don't move too fast. But I am ready for 2023.
1: 2023 when it's here. <laughs> Can't wait, man. Like next year is gonna be great, guys. The podcast is gonna take uh, lots of level. We're gonna level up next uh, year, guys. So we got a new theme song coming. We got some. Oh shit! New, hopefully, some new merch that's gonna be more consistent and um hopefully you know we have plans of doing more episodes like little mini episodes here and there but that's you know that's for us to figure out and we can't wait to show you guys what we're going to come up with in the next what in the next episode so our next episode we're going to be in 2023 can you guys believe that shit? and uh again thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for subscribing you know, we, we love all the, the feedback and all the communication and all the, uh, the community that we're trying to build. I think 2023 is going to help us build a bigger community and we'll get more and more and more intuitive and more uh, involved in the MMA community.
0: Hell yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. So I, so just listen to what Sean just said and just imagine I said it. And that's that.
1: There you go. That's what I wanted to say too. I can't believe Boom. I said that. Boom. Um, <laughs> anyway, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button guys. And don't forget to share the podcast. Don't forget to like it as well. Don't forget to follow us for on our social media. Mine is Sean underscore PR underscore. And yours, Carlo?
0: Hopkey1 on Instagram.
1: 2022 is coming to a close. Please be safe uh on your party ventures and don't forget to uh check out uh all your martial arts schools out there and give them a good shout out because they've also had an amazing year going through covid and whatnot uh Jiu Jitsu out in San Francisco uh Fight Culture in Daly City and Omni, Omni Movement out there in Hercules
0: i'm over at hopkido usa in the sunset district here in san francisco we're with Colhaldo, brazil jiu-jitsu and our golden pizza muay thai team and also a uh, big love and a happy new year and a big gratitude to our friends in oakland at pacific ring sports hey.
1: and i know there's a uh, new year's resolutions uh coming up for everyone i don't fucking technically do that shit, but uh, do something good for your, uh, family and put your kids and try some martial arts. There's a lot of great martial arts programs, uh, especially like Hapkido USA, where they have multiple martial arts that your child can, um, experience and kind of pick and choose to what he is, he or she, uh, would like to do. Uh, there's also, you know, very specific gyms like Magala Jiu Jitsu. And, uh, there's places just like wooden man for Muay Thai and all that stuff. So, uh. Do yourself a favor. Do evolve your, MMA yeah, South San Francisco. Evolve in South San Francisco. Just do yourself a favor. Get your kids uh, into martial arts and get them off those goddamn tablets.
0: <laughs> and do us a favor, guys. You're celebrating this weekend. Yeah. Uh, be safe, please.
1: Yeah. Use those Ubers, man. I know there's going to be some crazy prices.
0: But... <laughs> yeah, don't be a shithead driver, yeah, please. Almost six, Sean. On you.
1: <laughs> Happy New Year, Sean everyone.
0: He- wish helps you, Sean. He'll hook you. Happy New Year, guys. Peace.